Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss and analyze your favorite Marvel sports. From JMR Marble League to all go-do tournaments, we'll make sure you never miss the action. All Marble Sports, all the time, right here on the MSW Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brendan. And I'm Commander Wolf. And uh, we're about halfway through. We are about, ha- well, not even about, we, we, we are halfway through. We are. <laughs> uh, Marvel League 2021. Um, and I honestly, um, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. That's been on the top of my head today, though. Only thinking about that, uh, you know, block pushing and how we're halfway through and what things look like in the standings, which are pretty interesting, overall interesting standings. So that's been on my head. Um, also, we're still, uh, our move was delayed. We were supposed to move to Florida today, uh, yet tomorrow. Oh. And it's been delayed because of the, you know, all the paperwork and the closing involved to like early, late this week, early next week. So um that's mm. unfortunate but it is what it is but um hopefully that will go through that's pretty much what i've been doing lately just all the work for that um and uh, working my own little job to get some money and stuff so life's been boring but uh marvel sports certainly has not been boring so i'm really excited to get into all the crazy things uh going on this week well why don't you tell the fans something interesting I usually have a fun story, but I gotta be honest, I am really tired today, so <laughs> I don't have a fun story, okay? May- no. You guys come up with a fun story and tell me the fun story. Uh, well, I guess like, it's, it's not really a fun story, but like just something that I found out, like, I was like trying to, I was like doing some test runs of potential wolf tunes, and like seeing like how like you balance, like there's like balancing uh, instrumental audio with vocal audio, and I was like, this is kind of, just like trying to find that balance, and then like I tested out, uh, um, the, the instrumental I got actually, like uh, I got the original audio and compared it with each other, and their waveforms are basically the same, even with vocals added in. And the instrumental is the same volume, and so I was like just trying to figure out like how on earth do you like I guess add in vocal audio without it like affecting the overall volume of the entire track somehow. Like there's there's just, like some extra aspects of audio editing that are still beyond me that I just don't understand. <laughs> and it's like, wh- what? How? <laughs> How am I supposed to do this? Because right now, the way I do it is like, um, I will edit the vocal audio first, get the volume I kind of want, and then I will reduce the instrumental audio as necessary. But like, it seems that that's not how other people do it. So, But I don't know how they do it. So it's just like, all right. So you do you know how they do it now, or you want opinions? I don't know how to do it now, but like if someone could figure, tell me how to do it, that'd be great. That probably would make the wolf tunes sound better. But right now, I'm mean, like like the way I do it works. Still, it just means you kind of generally have to turn your own volume up with listening to it to actually get it to sound the same amount. Like like it's almost like a a six to ten volume difference between the two. So like you can you can make up for it on your own. It's just that it's kind of weird that i have that they know how to do in a way that i don't 
Interesting. Actually, I, I can probably help you out with that. I have two people very knowledgeable about music production. One of them is just very knowledgeable and is getting into it, but like, he's not like, he's like in a sense, just getting into it, but a sense like extremely, like, he knows a lot. He understands a lot about it. He's not, he's not beginner when it comes to, to, to the knowledge about it. And then when the other guy, he actually is currently producing the first Marble Guy tunes, I guess. Um, cause of this, I guess it will go on as that when it comes out. So he probably knows You're doing about covers? That. Yeah, I'm doing a cover. Um, it's coming out. Oh. Let's have a rap song. Cause I'm more of that kind of guy. But oh. um, um, it's not going to be Minecraft or whatever you did. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a little different. Um, I do. I This particular one doesn't have like a lot of bad language because, you know, some of them rap songs get a little crazy with the words. Um, but mm. <laughs> it's going to be I think it's going to be fun uh, when it comes out. But he might be able to help you with some of these um, music balancing things. So maybe I'll try to ask him if you just if you have an actual specific question that uh, that might make sense to him, you can send it to me later. I'll, I'll hook you up there. Um, sure. I'll send it to you afterwards. See if you can maybe explain it. All right. Well, um, with that being said, sounds like we are ready for uh, today's episode. And we have a special guest coming on today who just messaged me during the intro. We thought he was going to be late, but he did message me. Hey! Hey! And now me and Wolf get to be happy. Um, not really as uh, happy as Team Momo, who's really killing it right now, um, but oh, definitely yeah. happier than the Limas, who still suck with that being said johnny marble take it away with the news um and uh we'll see you on oh, the other side uh, <laughs> with, um... uh, we'll see I, I i guess you didn't you didn't watch the other episode i uh i, I mean johnny might still be on his break so i, oh, no, yeah, I know being... i know that you did the news last time but i didn't know he was still on his oh. break he probably still is I, I haven't heard back from him so i think that i might just be doing the news again <laughs> all right so, well then okay here we go then johnny waff whoever it's gonna be johnny waff you better you better introduce yourself on the news as hello. Well, what does Johnny Marvel say to introduce? It's hello, Marvel hello, Sports Marvel fans. Sports fans. I'm Johnny Waff here with the Marvel Sports Worldwide News. You better do that, um, or I'm banning you from the podcast and forever. And then Adu will be my co-host forever. All right, that's you have to. You promise? We'll see. Promise. I promise to do that for this one. All right, let's go to the news. Hello, Marble Sports fans. I am Johnny Woff. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm really Commander Woof. Did I call myself Woof? I did. Wow. Hello. Well, you know what? That's what Brendan asked for me, and I'm going to do it word for word. So there you go, Brendan. You got your Johnny Woff. But now, let's get to the news. First up, though, we are sponsored by the Marble Hotel. Wherever you roll, we'll be there. Event 7 of Marble League 2021, Hurdles, was quite interesting, as it revamped the event to actually have marbles jumping over real hurdles. This added an additional challenge to the event, as Iceberg from the Gliding Glaciers hit several hurdles and ended up not finishing. In the final run, Momo Momo sped ahead of the competition to claim a dominant first place for Team Momo, 
leaving Clementon from the Arrangers to take second, and Sublime barely beating Mocha to the line to earn a bronze for the Limers. And now for Event 8, Block Pushing, which returned to its original format from 2017, where the teams would run four times each and add up their two best runs for the result. This strength-based competition was off to an incredible start, as the Raspberry Racers broke the Marble League record in the very first run. After several exhausting runs, the Raspberry Racers emerged victorious, with the Green Ducks in second and the Gliding Glaciers in third. We're now halfway through Marble League, and the competition is really heating up, so you'd better not miss the events to come. Well, that's all for the news. Thanks for sticking with me. I'm Commander Wolf. You are the best fans in the world. Let's kick it on back with a podcast. And we are back from the news. Thank you, Johnny Waff for Marble Commander, for giving us the news. I don't know who did it, but whoever did it, I'm hoping that they started by saying, Hello, Marbles, what fans? Um, but I don't, I don't remember. So I hope that uh, the news was as good if Waff was doing it than if Johnny Marble was doing it. But unfortunately, we all know that can't happen. Johnny yeah. Marble's too good. Johnny Marble's too good. All right. too good. Um, before we introduce our guest, I just want to touch real quick. Um, someone in the live chat begged us to make sure we mention that 100% of the goal for the funding of the uh, Marble League video game has been reached. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. We'll get to, uh, there's a Q&A uh, that happened that we might be able to uh, get information on in the future. Uh, I have to go watch it pretty much. Um, and we might talk about it in a different episode. Uh, and I'm just excited to see what happens with the game. When the game comes out, I'm probably going to grind on that game a little bit and try to get, like, leaderboards, you know what I'm saying? Because um, uh, it'd be so cool to be, like, I'm one of the best Marble League video game um, players or whatever. Um, so we'll see. But uh, all of that aside, we're excited for that. We have a lot of Marble League to talk, though, so for now we're going to backburn that and focus on Marble League. Today we have a special guest. This particular guest, all right? I'm going to say this. Was on the committee with me when I worked with Fubeka. Now Fubeka is uh, not my favorite human being on the planet, but this guy on the other hand was extremely fun to work with, a lot of good ideas, very dedicated to marble sports in general. Definitely worth um, all the honor and praise that you can give him. Welcome to the show, Martinos Da Vinci, as he goes by in Discord. Hello. And we'll we'll call him. We'll just keep it simple. Call Martino for the day. But uh, Martino, every time we have a first time guest on the show, and Moth know what knows what's coming. Um, we always ask him the same first question, the same initial question. So, Waf, say it with me at the same time. It's going to be not synced at all, but we're going to try it. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. How, How did, did you get, get into Marvel sports? sports? That wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm a bit behind you, so that should hopefully delay. Like the delay should line up actually. <laughs> just make just make our editors figure it out. All right. All right. But how did you get into Marvel sports, Martino? How did you manage that? So I think it was in January 2020. Um, I discovered Rubeka's videos, like countries, places. And oh, I found okay. it very fun to watch, etc. So I joined the Discord server. 
I think it was I downloaded Discord. This. Wait, was that the that that was the server that I had made, right? Yes. Right. Oh, so you came in about when I Just made that server. That would have been like last year, right? Yeah. Huh. All right. Wow. So you you're actually a recent marble sports enthusiast, uh, which is which is interesting to hear. Uh, and so how did you then find JMR and get into that? Um, I think because you and other were talking about it in the server. So I put on YouTube GMR and uh, I discovered this. And now I prefer GMR to Fubeka. Oh, wow. So interesting how that, that switches. And I mean, honestly, I think it makes a lot of sense um, because JMR has a lot more of an organized and fan-focused, um, well, I mean, Dion, but has more fan-focused and engaging content than Fubica. Fubica's got good, like I said, good camera work and whatever, but, and, you know, Ricochet is Ricochet when it comes to the commentary. Um, I mean, but you get you get the joke, by the way, Martino, right? Ricochet? Like, like Ricochet and then... Rick O'Shea, uh, do you get do you get that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's very simple. I I just per- and Waff is like Waff doesn't get it, but it's just the guy's name is Rick O'Shea. Like he does commentary for Fubica, Rick O'Shea, and then marbles in the video, Ricochet, and so that's the play on words. So um, Ricochet, Ricochet. But um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so his content is good, but definitely not as engaging as uh, as JMR. Um, so who's your favorite JMR team? Um, I think it's Rangers, but for the color because not orange. Well, well the Rangers, uh, the Rangers are a bit up and down this season. I mean, mostly down so far. But the, well, they're, hey, they're, they're they're doing better. Yeah, they're in fifth overall. I th- oh, and they had a medal, right? So, yeah, so they're they're in fifth overall. They have a medal, and you know what? Just um. Hey, hang in there. I think the I mean, I personally predicted them to win this season. We'll see. Um, but I'm I am I am rooting the Rangers all the way this season. I'm hoping for the best for you, Martino. They will. I, I agree. Um, anyway, thank you for uh, telling us that, your journey into Marvel Sports. But uh, now let's let's jump into the events. We had two events this past uh, week, but since the last show, we had hurdles and we had block pushing. Um, two of two very interesting events for sure. Death that where both of them the format was changed up. Both of them the aesthetic was changed a little bit as well. Um, so I'll I'll defer to Waff here to begin. So Waff first takes on hurdles, and you can drop your uh, out of ten rating on it as well. Um, and we'll go around and do that. But uh, just kind of talk about hurdles because I know you were talking about something with twenty sixteen at the beginning of the episode that I I kind of didn't really catch. But I want to hear about um what the, all that was with hurdles uh yeah so uh eg uh, informed me and reminded me that in 2016 hurdles was semi-similar like it was it was a downhill racing but there was a gap between the tracks and there was like like a lego block that you could run into so like it, there we've had more a somewhat hurdles like kind of competition before but this is definitely the closest to actual hurdles that we've ever seen it is definitely my favorite version of Hurdles. I actually really like it. It's a lot more challenging than Hurdles has ever been because, like, as we saw, a marble could actually, you know, get stuck on the Hurdles and lose a lot of momentum. And at first I thought, should, maybe there should be a penalty point for, like, hitting the Hurdles, but then I realized, like, well, hitting the Hurdles themselves is already a penalty enough because it's going to 
slow the marble down. So like, like if you hit that, you're basically done for. But it was very interesting to see, like you know, like them actually like, kind of almost kind of like leaping over it. It's like this, this is kind of what we've wanted for a long time, and it's like it's it's great to see it finally. Uh, I would say that like uh, maybe the one complaint I have is that. The hurdles, I could, I couldn't actually see them because of how white they were. Like they blended in with the ramp and the walls. So I agree with that. I, actually, I couldn't, I couldn't actually tell if there were actual hurdles or not until like a few minutes into the video. It's like, oh, okay, there they are. So definitely for future references, either use colored material for printing or paint them if you have the time. Just because like it's so hard to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were done. <laughs> I, 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 forgot, I forgot to give the rating, you know, sorry. Uh, rating, I guess, uh, 8 out of 10. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, all right. All right that's fair. That's a that's a good uh, that's a good take on hurdles. Martino, hurdles, what do you think? Um, I like the format, like the ramps, instead of pink. <laughs> yeah, like the pendulums, we, you call them, they, that they ran into, the little poles. The, the flaps? Yeah. But flaps were good too. Yeah, and uh, like you know, if you were gonna give it a one between one and ten rating, what would you give that? Eight's fair. I think. All I think, right. Yeah, all around, all around, eight's good. And um, I mean, we'll get into the marbles in a second. I want to hear because uh, obviously that was a good for the old Rangers, so you're probably pretty happy about that. But um, uh, I mean, I mean off of Waff said because it was a little bit tough to see like how long did it take you to realize that there were actually little hurdles in front of the ramps um when the savage speeders um nearly stopped and took the hurdles yeah. right okay yeah, and then it became apparent for sure um all right then so um my personal i'll give you mine um for me i have okay i hate to do this because I don't like to give this number out often. But I have to give it a 10 out of 10. I am kind of like legally binded to giving this a 10 out of 10. And the reason why I am is because two years ago, one year ago, both time hurdles showed up um, when we talked about it on the podcast. Both times I said hurdles would be amazing if it was this. If they actually had hurdles to jump over. If they went up little ramps, jumped over hurdles, and fell back on the track. I said this. Find the episode. I don't, I don't know where it is. I can't, like, refer to the correct episode. But I know for sure that multiple times I did say this. I did reference this being the best way to do hurdles. I referenced this being um, a strong idea. Uh, I, I did reference also not really knowing exactly how to make it work. But, of course, they figured that out at JMR. Um, themselves yeah i feel um, like, like uh, it was in our discussion maybe around the time that hurdles happened in 2020 we were like oh well how would this work it's like well we could do ramping but then they might accidentally fly into the other track and so like that was concerns that we had i remember but i guess like they managed to make the ramp not too uh i guess too steep to already as too sharp to you know actually have that being an issue yeah so, and, and and no what they did is yeah they had the ramp have more of a I guess what would be con what would be concave or convex? It's like sticking out, so it's instead of like curving in and then going into a really big kind of high jump type form where the ball really has airtime, they kind they kind of fall off the ramp. 
I don't know how to, you know what I mean? Like instead of having right. it, the ramp kind of curve upwards, it kind of curves upwards at the beginning and then curves downwards at the end. Um, uh, so that kind of, anyway, go ahead. Uh, you wanted to say something? Oh, no. He's, he's disagreeing. <laughs> oh, he's disagreeing. Sorry. Um, so that kind of does change it instead of like having this huge jump every time and stopping all momentum, they kind of just kind of flow forward, fall, fall, fall. And, and, and there's actually a hurdle there though. It does affect it. That was, that was beautiful. And, and so I have to, because I did complain about this multiple times, I did multiple times. It wasn't just once. And I did say, this is a way to fix it. Um, even though I think it's more of an eight or nine out of 10, as far as my enjoyment of watching it. And of course the white making it hard to see the hurdles um, in front of the ramps. It also took me a few times to see the hurdles too. Um, I have to give us a 10 because it's, it's pretty much like I asked for something and they followed through on that. So, um, this will be a, this will be kind of a, a 10 with an asterisk, uh, on it, uh, for sure. But I mean, it was a really enjoyable event to, uh, to watch, uh, definitely. And I'm looking at the, I have it pulled up here on the Chrome, the 2016 Marble League, and they have a similar idea, except they actually have the whole, um, track angle downwards and like slowly fall over Lego bricks instead of having the track angle at a specific incline and then have ramps that angle up and down. So it's definitely a little bit more basic, but, um, it's still, it's still had a better idea I'd say than the, than just hitting the weird pendulums and that's pretending you just pretend that's a jump. Um, so, um, interesting, interesting that it kind of came, comes full circle in the end, you know? Yeah, and like that's something I've been interested about. It's so like in the trailers for the game at the start of the videos, they still have the hurdles being like the flap things, and I'm trying to figure out like, is the like did they wanted to hide that like because the, the the trailer was out before hurdles happened, so were they trying to hide that they actually had hurdles now and they're gonna add that into the game now, or did they just have those assets pre prepared ahead of time and like well we already are making the event this way we're just gonna keep doing it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. That's actually a really good question. Um, I, I actually don't know. Um, I would assume that if it's showed that in the preview, that will have it be in the regular game. Um, I would like to see the good hurdles in the regular game, but I mean, who knows? Who knows how it's actually going to work? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking at hurdles now. Definitely, you can. I now that I know that the hurdles are in front of the ramps, I can easily see them. But at first, you kind of they kind of get lost, I will say. Um, and the ramps, uh, the ramps don't add too much of a jump, as if to kind of hurt the whole run. So that's that's kind of nice, you know, like where the you know all the momentum would be lost by getting too much airtime. So they really did balance it out pretty well, I have to say. Um, on that note, so on that note, let's talk about performance. Uh, Martino. Talk about the O'Rangers. I mean, like, obviously, this has been their best performance uh, so far this season, and we, they kind of needed it, too. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, even even doing better than the speeders and things like that, uh, what do you think about that? Um, still very great performance. Um, silver medal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I can't remember the times exactly, but the... First one was great. I think they won the race. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, they did win. I believe. Actually, let me go to the old Rangers here on the Chrome so we can get a look at them. I know they were towards the end here. Oh, here we go. I want to say eight point two six or eight point six two one for some reason as the time for the Rangers. Don't ask me how I know that. That just that just feels like That's the number. Funny that got. you know that. 
Yeah, they actually did win the overall first heat. And they actually, they did start in first, but towards the last few, um, you know, Clementon obviously being one of the veteran of the old Rangers, uh, he's really, really good. But um, towards the end, he really picked up the speed and he just, he just bolted right ahead at the end. So it was, it was a really, it was a sight to see. It was graceful, right? The old Rangers really looked like they knew what they were doing in this event. And they were very consistent. All the ones mm. were in a one-tenth, I think, range. Oh, really? I actually, um, yeah. let me jump to the end and check that because that, that sounds... Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. They are all, they are all within about one-tenth of a second. That That is a... That's a good point that does add to the consistency. And, and consistency... Consistency is, like, important for long-term marble sports. Obviously, a more consistent marble is a marble you're going to be more confident with back in five-meter hurdles next year, a marble that's going to be able to um, can improve at a runtime and then stay there, not just be like, okay, one time get like get you know get a runtime of like eight seven, but then next time, you know, you know, drop back to nine five, you know. So like it, it's that consistency is going to be really important for um, the Rangers, but you expect that, right? I mean, they're the veteran team; they they should be doing that. So they're they're living up to good expectations there, um, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, it was eight point eight six eight. So I don't know where this six the six two one came from, but for some reason that number's in my head. And I'm trying to figure out what that number might be related to. I maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe I just pulled um, it out of my butt. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see a six two one here. So anywhere. So I don't know. Maybe it'll come to you later. Um, maybe. But I mean, of course. Um. I guess, unfortunately, for my fantasy team, the star of the show was Momo with uh, with 8.169 out there uh, yeah. as well on the track, which is crazy. I think that was a record. A re- record, record uh, right? It was very close. It was very close to the record by oh, only like wow. four, t- four hundredths of a second, four hundredths of a second or something like that. Yeah. Which, well, uh, it'll be in the great. video. You can see in the, in the, go back to one of the heats. It'll be in the top right corner of like the, the heat result board. Okay. Okay. Maybe I can do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk about Momo. Uh, I I'm just like wow, like that, like that was crazy. Like Momo, Momo d- um, did hurdles this time, and like, they they just they just zoomed ahead. Like they like they were jumping so smoothly and effortlessly. It's like it was a beautiful thing to watch. Honestly, like that's just like it was just so incredible. Like if I'm not mistaken, Momo is actually really good in hurdles in the past few years too. Uh. I can check. Well, I'm gonna. I'm taking a look at Momo's run here. They start in the lead, and oh my god, it's like, it's like you know, they had a Red Bull halfway through. I mean, after the first three hurdles, they're just gone, and and it just they get faster and faster. You know, like uh, uh, like acceleration is unreal. It does look unnatural. I, I, it really does look unnatural for a second there. Um, so I mean that that was just crazy to see. Um, and Momo's just been killing it this year. Um, so, I mean, it, I mean, it just kind of goes along. I mean, that's, you know what that is to me? That is momentum to me. The, so momentum, actually. So I say momentum. <laughs> it's like a joke. I say momentum because a YouTuber says, uh, a YouTuber I watch says momentum instead of momentum. And I would sometimes just say that as the normal word word, but, um, that's momentum to me. Um, that, that win right there, because they come off, of course, a lot of good performances earlier on in t- the season. Then, you know, they come to hurdles and they, they're doing well in hurdles, but then just this, this blast of energy, this, this, this unnatural energy 
that is just built up momentum and um, excitement and just team morale from the the previous events where they, they really feel like they have a chance right now. You really do. do feel like at the halfway point of this season, Momo does have a chance to win. So um, uh, I I think that, that that was just a like a statement right there. Like like Momo really is going to be able to separate themselves. Like not just from the mid pack, not just from the the some of the good teams, but even from teams like the Savage Speeders. I don't think the Savage Speeders I don't know who holds the hurdles records, probably the Savage Speeders, but uh, I don't think the Savage Speeders would be able to perform that good that consistently um in, in five meter hurdles. I believe it's the Midnight Wisps. Uh I'm he might get the hurdles on records for Tomomo. Um they got they got a fourth and a sixth in the in like twenty sixteen and seventeen. Momo Momo actually did hurdles in 2019, and they got 12th. So the fact that they got first this time is a pretty massive improvement for them. Hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um. So uh, I mean, I mean, that's that's pretty much hurdles. There's there's not too much else here that is really notable. Uh, honestly, obviously, hurdles was good for the O Rangers. So for uh, made me happy for a moment. But I mean, gliding glaciers did not perform well in in this. Uh, in this um, particular, trying to find the freaking standing, the Glen Glaciers they DNF, they couldn't even get over the hurdles, and that was kind of the interesting to see. What that does show me, that's nice to see, is that a DNF is possible in hurdles because that was never possible with the old way with the little pendulums. It was just like hopefully they hit the pendulums and don't slow down that much. You never felt like a real hurdles match where you know people knock over hurdles or get tripped up in the hurdles now that's possible and we see it happen gliding glaciers like we're not even gonna finish all right i mean so i i i don't know i just kind of appreciate that that's an, a new aspect of hurdles where the marbles just may not be able even to get it done um it but uh, hurdles is kind of stratified in a way that's been very telling for who really is a, a good team i mean obviously shining swarm and Rojo roller struggle uh, Indigo Stars struggled, Melly Yellow struggled, Mini Maniac struggled, uh, Hazers, who didn't do good in block push either, are struggling here. Green Ducks, who have not been consistent, have struggled this year, um, have been, and have been struggling this year, have struggled on hurdles. I mean, and then the other side of the coin, Momo comes through strong, Rangers come through strong, Limers came through really strong. I um, mean, veteran team, they're going to stick to something. Cat Size came through strong, and you figured they would with the more speed-based events. Savage Speeders were lacking, but, I mean... It's hard to argue with them since they're still in third place overall. Yeah. I just found my, my, that number that I pulled out of my butt. I finally found it. it so the record is 8.126. So I flipped the the, uh, the decimal numbers, uh, and that, the record is held by Yellow Eye, actually. Wow. Okay. Well, that's um, that's an interesting record. Um, and actually, Yellow Eye did race this time. So, And Yellow Eye didn't even get close to that record. Yellow Eye had 9-1 and 8-6 and 8-8. So um, they're going to have to get out in there in the practice hurdle. Um, Martino, any any uh, other standout things for you as far as the hurdles? I think that what's good is that they managed to keep to keep the old Marble League records with the times that are approximately the same. So it's not completely new events, just before. Oh. That's a very solid point. So um, even though they changed the format, it's not like the times are 
completely different, right? I see that because that would be bad. That would be bad if like all the old hurdle records are thrown out the window because this one either takes seven seconds or 20 or something. Um, top ranky, but I think new to the show, um, uh, cause I haven't seen him before, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Momo's going to pull away, um, like CCE did in M1 because that was a little absurd. That was overkill pull away. Um, but I could see them actually winning though. And we'll talk about that. But anyway, back to what Martina was saying, Martina, anything else you wanted to say, you know, about Momo or anything? All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, uh, do you wanna do you wanna talk about fantasy about this event? Well, let's wait for fantasy for after, right? Let's do it. Yeah, after let's wait for fantasy day. after. All right. So, uh, for me again, I gotta say this is a big thing for me and the arrangers. Um, I said back at the end of last episode that there needs to be a good performance from the arrangers here. There has to be. This has to be a turnaround. If the O'Rangers are going to show that they're going to be a team to be reckoned with over the course of the end of the Marble League, they have to perform well in the hurdles. It's an event they usually do well at. Okay? It's a basic skill. It's an event that, well, it's number seven. So they have to start performing at some point. So luckily they did. Luckily they're still in the game. And they did well in block push as well. They did okay in block push. But it was good enough to move up a little more in the standings. But um, that's had to happen. They have to put themselves in a position to be looking towards the top of the standings. Not sinking low, low, low. So it's good to see them up there. Um, but that does bring us to block push. Um, which I now have up here on the Chrome. Uh, uh, we'll go to Martino first. Martino, thoughts on block push? D definitely give you a rating out of 10 as well. Um, just say whatever you want about it. Um, I think that the new block is a good idea. Like with the four marbles, that, that could be, um, even could be quicker. But they made four runs for each, so that's too long, I think. What do you mean? Like only to push the block twice. Oh, oh! You mean, uh, you mean there's, you think four is too many? You're saying? Okay. I mean, I mean that's fair. Um, um, I mean, why do you think four is too many? Because I, I always think that there's a, the four might even be good to give some sort of consistency. Like, um, do you, do you just think it's too many because the video's long, or do you think it's too many because it shouldn't be necessary, or, or what do you think? I don't know, but forty minutes of block pushing that's long. Maybe too. Mm, that's fair enough. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, like, well, I what was interesting is like I went back to check on this, and uh, twenty sixteen block pushing was the exact same format. So, like, oh, with the um four. Yeah, and like the amount of runs that end up happening. For um in total in the video is basically the same as if it was like just like doing two runs per team and like the two by two, so yeah. I don't know if the I think the length of the videos is roughly the same, but because we see the the same teams racing each other four times, it feels like it's dragging on a lot longer. They might have also added in more like shots and replays that which at padded at the time compared to 2016's video. But like, yeah, they did have a lot of replays in this one. Yeah. 
I can kind of see, um, like, the, the benefit of it is that, like, it gives the teams several, ch- like, multiple chances to really get a good score, which can be, which is nice, but it's, like, uh, I, I, the, the feel of it, I feel like it, it makes it feel more tedious than in past years, um, I, I guess one thing that I have to say about the the blocks themselves is like be, like before they were like kind of a cylinder in the uh, in the marble track, and so basically I think that it was almost impossible for them to be slanted. They were always nice and flat, but because these are blocks now and on this track, it's gonna it makes it harder for I guess the uh, I imagine the uh, the editors who had to go through and uh, you know figure out where the, where it's lined up at because they got to do it at the 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 closest part of the block to the marbles so instead of just being a constant flat line that they can just line up and like okay well where's the where's the point on the block at you know and it's like but it does also add a uh, more strategy and more i guess randomness because now the block could um i think this happened to the arrangers of the hazers where the block was kind of slanted and it just drug dragged itself across the wall which made him get us a, a very small distance so it does make it more challenging as well. So it's not it's not just a pure strength event. It's now also, uh, also I guess coordination. Yeah, and just um keeping yourself directed in the right in 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 the center, right, and and not letting just just you know not letting just brute unfiltered strength rule the day here. You have to have a little bit of finesse out there in the block pushing. Okay. And um, let me get to my opinions on it uh, in a moment, but uh, we'll flip back over to uh, Martino. If you want to drop that rating out of 10 on this event, how much did you enjoy it? Um, I would say seven, because it was still fun to watch. But I think it was too long, but that's the only bad point. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I think it was a little long. Usually they keep the videos to about 10 minutes. Um. Personally, I got to give this a 9 out of 10. I really do. I really like it. I really do. I love the four per team. What that shows to me is that a marble has to be consistent to be good. You can't just come down and have one good push and be, that's fine. And you also can't just come down and have one bad push and be like, I have to sit with that. You have to come down. You have to do well twice because it adds the two best times. And you get four chances to do that. And you have a brick that that wiggles slightly in the path, so you have to be a little more careful where you position yourself. There's a lot more to it now, all right. And being able to see every marble, really every team, really get a chance to push hard, is 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 really nice. I do agree. The cylinder moves around less uh, laterally and twists less, but. I think it looks a lot better with the actual wooden blocks and the and the trough. Maybe they can make it a little narrower so that the the block slides a little less. But uh, um, besides that, I think the cylinder connects block or whatever the cylinder was from. It just was weird. Didn't seem like a block. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it Corsetti? Oh yeah, yeah. This it was like the block that okay, the hold up the 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 little rails, um, the sky rails. I know what you mean. Um, kind of like the rails. If you any if you any guys watch the racing marble league, uh, which by the way is still coming back. They're in a big hiatus and editing and stuff, but they'll be coming back for that B league soon. 
um, the, when they have the, in the tryouts, when they have those, those rail sections, it's, it's the blocks that hold up those same company. Um, I know what you mean, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dynamic to this. And honestly, the strategy that I saw, uh, working, um, well this year was being able to keep your front three marbles tightly packed. Mm -hmm. That's what you had to do. If you could do that, then you could usually have a very strong push. Okay, you could you could get out there, and then you had that fourth marble to tap you a little bit further. That's where the strong pushes came. When you were like the savage beaters here in the video right now, where those first three get separation, I mean, you don't have that strong push at the end. Unlike the green ducks, who actually really did well, almost broke the record in block pushing. So, I don't know. I personally think that. The strategy here, there's a lot of different things. There's keeping those front three marbles together. It's staying straight in your lane, making sure the marbles are, are backed up right behind each other, making sure that all that power transfers to the block at the same time. Make sure you stay with the block as you push it. Don't push it once and then fall away. You got to stay on top of it so that um, you can continue to push it as far as it can go. That fourth marble needing to come in at the right time so that it, when it hits that third marble, it's hitting that third marble through into the block, not hitting that third marble losing energy and then finally getting for that extra tap so there's a lot of strategy involved in this event um there's a lot of teamwork demanded and it really is fun to watch all the different pushes and see wow sometimes a team will literally get 55 and then the next time they'll get 85 and actually the rangers were a great example of that they came out and had a couple 65s but they turned it around and had an 85 later on down the line um later in the uh, in their uh, in their push section i think it was number three push they had a really good one so um, just a lot going on there, um, and I just I just always enjoy block pushing. It's a real classic of uh, of Marvel League as well. So, um, well, if anything to say to that. Uh, so I went back and like looked at all the time the lengths of all the uh, past block pushings. Also, apparently I might have actually said that it was in 2016. I apologize. There was no block pushing in 2016. It was 2017 first. Just trying to be factual. This is we are we are after all. The, shoot, let me get my... There we go. Marble Sports Connoisseurs. Apparently. Wait, do you have the monocle up right now? I, I did. I did. Oh, awesome. I hope those yes. viewers enjoy that. Yeah, so uh, 2017 was like 10 minutes, which is at the same format as what is this one did. Then in, then in 27... Uh, sorry, 20... Uh, it was no 20... Oh, yes, 2019. It was a d two the two-lane format. Seven minutes. Uh, then 20, then 2020, it was the same format, uh, at nine minutes. So I feel, but like in those two lane formats, they did, they still had 16 runs. It's just that it was just two runs per team, not four. So it should relatively be the same length, but it wasn't like counting out like the first 30 seconds being the, the game ad, of course, that's still like a lot. I think a lot of time where they just did a whole lot of, uh, like a whole lot of replays that lasted probably longer than normal. So like the event itself, I do like it. I think it, you're right. Like having the block there instead is nice, but looking at it as a whole, like a, a product in terms of the video itself, they definitely made it drag on. And I think I prefer the two by two format. Cause even though it doesn't give the teams as many op opportunities, it does make it feel like it's not as a uh, repetitive and it makes it feel like it's going by faster than it actually is. So I think I'll give it a 7 out of 10, honestly. That's an interesting take. I, I really, I don't know. I just really, I couldn't disagree more. I, I, I guess I just couldn't. And I just, I like, 
And you guys are both making the same point, really. You and Martino, he said the uh, uh, virtually the same thing. But I just like seeing each team really get four pushes, really get to see them adapt across four pushes to really put their best out there and and show that they can be consistent block pushers. That's I think so important, and that's I, that was I think key for me. That's I really liked to see that. Um, mm. Uh, as opposed to uh, only seeing it be over in two and the two by two, so I don't know. Uh, I, I, I mean, as to, to be fair to it, I am I am kind of tired. I, I watched it while I was at work and all that stuff, so it's like, like I I, I maybe not being I might not be as fair to it as it maybe it deserves. Uh, especially since like, I've had a few days to sit with hurdles, whereas um, block pushing I've only had a few hours. Mm, that's fair. Uh, but um, in that case, um, seven out of ten. Nine out of ten. They're all good. I mean, we're still. I mean, we're not giving anyway three out of tens. We're not talking about any black right. hole funnel here. So, um, that's good to see. Yeah, they're uh, still. They're still doing. They're still uh, progressively doing better. I guess. Like, there. I guess maybe like one nitpick is that like there was no, I guess desert theming with this one. But I don't see fair. how it could have done that. Like, I, I, like that wouldn't be distracting. You know. They should have to uh, push a cattle luck or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, triathlon will be is next, and I think that might be an opportunity not just for some some change in the standings since hazers are really good in water, but also maybe there might be some more theming if they can do it right. Maybe, and they got this. They got the sand there if you see the preview, so that's gonna be good. Um, I'm excited for triathlon too. I just want to see how that rolls for some of these marbles. Um, I'm interested for that. Um, so most surprising performance. I am gonna go first here because I'm really excited about this. Raspberry racers, man. Raspberry Racers, man. I mean, we and we talked about this early on the season. I just, I just really enjoy this because it kind of does confirm um, what we dub the Raspberry Racers as, and that is a very high teamwork-based team, a team that's not necessarily your best team, even though they've won a Marble League, so they are really good. But they're best known for working together very well: collision, block pushing, uh, relay. Those. Uh, usually the Raspberry Racers excel at. So um, it was really nice to see them like work just monstrously as a team. They destroyed the record by about uh, six to seven centimeters. It was crazy. It was about 85 um, at first, and now it's 90, uh, about 94, uh, 92. Um, so I, I don't know. I just thought that was really fun to, to see, I, I to see them do so well. Um, um, also, all Rangers did okay. They moved up to fifth overall, and that does look good. They were in 13th before, and they're the, they they came back early enough to jump up into that fifth spot, and now they have to work it. They have to work it. Triathlon has to be good for the O-Rangers. All right? Um, on the other hand, I am disappointed in the speeders um, for a team that is so fast and uh, usually so uh, uh, influential together. They did terrible. They really did not do well. The cat size also very disappointing. Um, you'd think you'd expect more from them. Uh, Glaciers, on the other hand, gotta say as well, also very impressive. Like they they came out for a rookie team. They came out very strong in um, in, in block pushing. Actually, had a really far push of about eighty four in their first uh, in the first push or um, in the second one when the Raspberry Racers broke the record. So um, that was fun to see. Um, but those are my surprises. Uh, on to you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll just go. Martin, you can go ahead and go, Martinez. Um, so Team Momo, they were disappointing. They were second in 2020, 
and now they nice even though they were the key momentum with the last event. Mm. So mm. I think they should have done better. I mean, yeah, on top of that, they were also second the previous time before 2020. They were second both times block pushing um, was an event they competed in. So to see them get ninth after really coming off of something very high, it was disappointing for sure. Um, they, they didn't have any sort of consistency and their teamwork was a little lopsided. Yeah, that is a bit a bit sad to see, but they've been on, on such a like a, an incredible run this season that I wasn't really gonna hold against them this time around. Even though it is something that they are generally good at block pushing, but like I mean, they're still doing so good that it's like I'm willing to forgive it as long as it doesn't cost them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, Waff. I I mean, let's let, we have to be real about this. I mean, obviously, there's not a lot of teams in striking distance, but not doing well in uh this event is is, is hurtful. I mean, right now Raspberry Racers are now pulled even exactly in medal count, a gold, two silvers and a bronze. Um they are mm-hmm. they are less than 10 points behind, so they are easily able to take over the lead in the next event. Savage Speeders sure. are slowly making their speedy and um you know, insidious climb to the top of the standings with 80 points savage beaters get one gold in, in, in triathlon which is an event they're very likely to get do well in i mean they're right up there um challenging both racers and momo so i mean not really a good event for momo to fail on well but uh, but don't forget though in tri- triathlon with its water section momo is one of the best underwater racers so at least one third of that race they pretty much have down already from the get-go yeah, but even one third of the Rojo Rollers relay was impressive to watch. I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if that's enough to predict something. I I, I actually personally think Momo is not going to do well in, in triathlon. I do not see oh, them really? doing no because you start with Marbula One track, and you have a pretty good section of it. And I'm gonna tell you for sure that Momo is not a strong Marbula One team, bar some of their interesting races the majority of Mar- of momo's time in marble one is not impressive hmm. and that's where you start and when it comes to racing especially when you have a whole pack of marbles i'm assuming you'll be at least four out there i don't know how they're going to do it but when it comes to racing in that open field when it's not lane to lane if you start bad you finish bad most of the time Look at San Marble Rally. Not many marbles that start in the back finish in the front, unless there's a big moment that really is able to stratify them. I mean, and in triathlon, I don't know if you're going to have that. I mean, all I'll say is that triathlon in 2020, Momo got second. But that's different. And the format of triathlon the- has changed all like every time, and I think they removed a section of that. I don't know. Uh, triathlon in 2020, which is the only time that they've run triathlon, it had the M1 track at the beginning. It then had... It then had, uh, I think it had the ma- the magic sand, or, or or it was magic sand then to M one track then to underwater. Magic sand and then to, okay, we'll have to end with underwater, of course, because the water could have to be at the bottom. But um, I mean, listen, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something to go off of. But if in my personal opinion, I can't put my stake in 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 Momo to be strong in triathlon. And maybe I'll be wrong because, but th- that's just my personal opinion. And I, and I think that while I mean, of course they're still first place they still have a long way to go, but if Momo really wants to win this season, 
block pushing where they usually do with a podium usually probably wasn't the best event for them to turn bad on. And because on top of that, you have a lot of long racing events coming. You have Marble Marathon, you have Sand Rally um, coming up that is going to be tough on Momo. Then you have some other weird events like diving coming back in there, soccer throwing itself in there, which is always very luck-based and always very all, all over the place for these marbles. I, I, I don't know. I mean, this, this might, when you look back on this season, Right when you look back at event sixteen and and if Momo ends in second or third or hopefully not worse, you might say, "Well, Momo needed to do good in block pushing again." Okay, I'm just saying it's a possibility on the table. Sure, sure. Like, like, like. I'm sure it will. It'll probably end up being. It'll. It'll definitely make it a more close competition. But I. I also remember, like, block pushing was different. It was at least a little bit different this year. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I didn't. I need. I really needed. I really needed to get get some time to rewatch block pushing to see the individual performances because there were so many. Like that's another problem with doing the four by four. There are so many you have to watch all at once. That's hard to kind of ca- take catch it all in your first viewing. I mean, that could be fair. It's a fair criticism. Um, anyway, Martino, um, what do you think? Do you think block pushing needed to have been a podium for Momo? I don't know if they needed it because they're still in first place. But being 20 points ahead is better than only a few points, I think. And maybe they'll be just out before triathlon and they'll like do a better performance because of stress and mm-hmm. I think they it could have done better to do better but maybe they this will encourage them to do even better and to go over the limits but I know fair enough and we'll, we'll have to see only only time will tell obviously this Friday will will reveal that but um i mean i don't know i i i think this could be hard on momo i really do and um it does put stress on them it does put pressure on them i agree especially with the likes of the savage beaters i mean only one event from from really being a threat here and and if you think this i mean i told you guys at the beginning of this and they started bad the savage beaters started bad but i mean they're in third place right now and if you think the savage beaters are gonna lay down and not perform right now you're wrong they have a gold already. They're not happy with one gold. There's a very good chance they're going to be the first team with two golds because they probably will do well in triathlon. So the Savage Beaters become a threat. I can't speak as much for the O-Rangers. I'm not really sure about where the O-Rangers stand, but um, the Savage Speeders are coming. The Raspberry Racers, they're not any different. They're coming. They're coming even stronger right now than the speeders. So uh, Momo's got to be got they got to be ready. They got to perform coming up here. That, that um, is a very like like that that uh the top of the of the standings. That's a very scary like a uh, team like uh, teams to go against like uh, Rangers speeders. You got Raspberry Racers like that is a very t- that's some top tier stuff. Oh, and the, can we talk about the Thunderbolts right now? Like what the heck they have? They're in sixth place and they have no medals. They're in fourth place. Fourth place. They're in fourth place and they have no medals. <laughs> No, and that's and that's the kind of thing you see a lot from the Thunderbolts, and this is why every time you talk about the Thunderbolts, and people people will say, "Oh, well, the Thunderbolts are a solid pick." 
for your fantasy. The Thunderbolts are a solid um, uh, team in general that that you should uh, you be paying attention to. My problem with the Thunderbolts is <laughs> they don't win. Okay, they don't, and and you don't want to pick an average team. You want to pick a winning team. Okay, fourth place is an average. They are no, consistent. but like this, this no, but fourth place doesn't stand eight events from now if they cannot put any medals up on the board, Waff. So mm. I I can't. It's hard for me to look at. I almost look at Thunder, uh, Rangers, and Chocolatiers and Hazers, and look a lot more favorably even down to Green Ducks than they do with the Thunderbolts because they have medals one even two up on the board right now. You cannot sure. hold the top five spot after 16 events in a Marble League with, with no medals. You can't do it. I want to see it happen now. I, I want to see it. You won't do it. No, you won't do it. It will not happen. I, and, and so I, I don't... I, Thunderbolts are always tough for me because I want to see them get medals. I want to see them put some bronzes up there at least. I need to see some golds from the Thunderbolts. Then I can talk about the Thunderbolts. Right now, I personally think the Rangers and the Chocolatiers are a bigger threat to Mobile right now than the Thunderbolts. Well, Savage Peters, obviously, but uh, Chocolatiers, where are they at right now? Is it fifth? They're in sixth and 72 points. They're and they have sixth. a gold. I mean, the gap between the Thunderbolts and the other teams is not that big. You're right. But I'm just saying, I was, I was just wanting, I just wanted to point out like the fact that, like, that it were eight events in and a team is that high up with no medals. Like, that's just kind of crazy. Because, like, what's the record again? Was it, was it the Team Galactic in sixth place with no medals? I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's Team Galactic, and, and something we can all say about Team Galactic that rings true through every single Marble League they competed in is that they always do well, but they never do great. And that's not how you want to be known in the Marble League. I mean, yeah, it's a funny joke. Galactic is always fifth or sixth. But, I mean, that's not a team that necessarily is going to find your way under the fantasy. That's not a team that necessarily is going to be something when I look at the standings and I'm going to be like, that's a threat. Because that's not a team that I'm going to see do anything more past fourth. The Thunderbolts do not show us type of momentum where I'm like, wow, I'm scared that they're going to take first now. I'm just like, wow, they're going to take up space in the top six. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. that's honestly what I see about the Thunderbolts. So, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe I'm mistaken, but... Um, what do you think, that, Martinez? Yeah. Um, I'm not much a connoisseur, so... I don't even know the <laughs> past performances, so I can't tell what the... I think it can be a good surprise, as much as bad surprise. And they'll just... There's only nearly one victory between them and the Mini Maniacs, who are 16. So everything can change in one event, in, except the top two, I think. Mm, okay yeah i mean and i mean i, I don't know i all i'm saying is that martino i want to i want to hear what you have to think about this but do you think that as far as a team making a valid run for first place do you think that a show of medals is important or do you think the thunderbolts just being consistent and being in top four with no medals that's a that's a fine threat just as much as someone like the o-rangers or the speeders um Medals are definitely important because if you're fourth, you have 12 points, and if you're first, you've got 25, which is right. uh, double. So, of course, a medal is very important and it brings points where yeah. the opponents don't get as much points. 
as me. Um, yeah, and, and uh, well, of course, Akinon, our live chatter, our, one of my favorites, of course, um, coming in saying that the scoring system needs rebalancing. But I mean, of course, I disagree because it's Akinon and I always disagree with him. Um, I mean, that's Martina. I think Martina makes a great point. That's something we also have to remember is that when you medal, you get a distinctly higher amount of points. Okay, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, to, to, to completely disagree with Akanon, I think it's a very good thing. Because what it's saying is that being in the top three is how you win Marble League, not getting fourth the whole time. Because if the point system was not like that, if you didn't double the points from fourth to first, then you could, in theory, get fourth the whole way through and win. And I personally think that's not okay. I personally think that's not a correct representation of what a winning Marble League team should look like. A winning Marble League team should have medals. That shows that they win. They don't just do well, they win. They can be better than all the teams. I mean, and a like, fourth, a fourth the whole way through will rarely, pro- I mean, probably is a weird situation where it's possible, but it probably will never win because of the scoring system being done correctly in this particular case. That shouldn't be praised. Fourth place should not be praised. I cannot stress it enough. It shouldn't be. Because it's fourth place. You have three teams better than you. All that deserve way more praise for that. And so they should have way more points. Woff. I was just going to say that I could have sworn I remember you saying that, like, about talking about how important consistency is in, like, a previous episode at some point. So, like, I. Do you I, misconstrue? Like... You misconstrue. Because when I talk about consistency, I, do, I talk about the importance of consistency as a skill for. Ah, my headphone fell off. As a skill for a winning team. If you are the Savage Speeders, you can't be a good Savage Speeders. If half the events you get first place and half the events you get sixteenth place, okay, that's not a that's not like that's not an honorable team. That's not a team where you look at and you're like, okay, all around that is a strong team because you're like, what about all those sixteen places? Yeah, they can get first in these, but I mean, like, really, those sixteen places are shitty. I'm talking about consistency. Being consistency is the core of a good team. You need to be able to go out there and be like, I am confident that the majority of events in this marble league, we will finish top eight. But that does not mean that there, there should not be events where a first place or second place finish is not very important, even paramount. It needs to happen. Consistency, consistency should be the step taken to get to the medal finishes, not the place where you're like, we're here, we're done. So fourth place for every single event in Marble League, in my opinion, is not good. It's consistent. But consistency, consistency should be your base, and you should put medals up on the board. I would say a winning, a good Marble League winning team should have four medals. I mean, they really should have at least four medals. I, 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 I have to. They have to have four medals, and they should be rewarded for those medals. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Like, I really didn't even like bring up the Thunderbolts at all to like say that oh they're a contender to win. I'm just saying like it's impressive. All right, like that's all. Like. Yeah, if they're gonna win this, they'll definitely have to get some medals. Like, I don't think it's possible actually to for them to win without meddling at all. I don't, I don't think that's statistically actually. And I mean, I think statistically it technically is possible, but we know that's not gonna happen. 
Yeah, no, it, it's just very rare. And I just want to point out, I just want to, before we praise consistency too much, I just want to point out that there's a reason why Thunderbolts aren't the first ones on my mind when we talk fantasy. There's a reason um, Team Galactic aren't the first ones on my mind when we talk fantasy. Not because I think they're bad, not because I don't respect their skill in the Marble League, but because they don't have the same drive that even all Rangers, um, Hazers, Green Ducks, especially Speeders, especially Raspberry Racers, um, Team Momo this year uh, definitely have. So um, with that being said, though, um, we got to we gotta jump forward here um, to uh, some emails. Um Get yes. their get everybody's opinion, and then we'll end with the the retrospective because we're actually running uh, we're running far already. Um, halfway point, I think halfway point. All I can say is I don't think the arrangers are out of it yet. I don't think the speeders are out of it yet. I think Momo is in good standing, but still needs to put step on the gas here later on. Um, I think the crazy cat size are the biggest disappointment for me because the glaciers, I can't be too disappointed about because they're a new team and they actually been, they had two bronzes, right? Give them a chance. I, the crazy cat size are a disappointment, um, because they lack consistency. They lack what, what thunder, what, you know, they need to be, you know, they don't, they're not thunderbolts at all. They, that's why consistency is important. You need to have some thunderbolts in you. Right, they lack some of that consistency. They did terrible in block pushing, but they did really good in some other racing events. And then they and also lacked they they lacked in certain racing events, but made up for it in others. It, I mean, relay was terrible for them, but five meter sprint was good. Um, it's been it's been very weird for the cat size. So I don't. I mean, the second half. I mean, they could turn things around because they you know won gold and they could jump up to fourth. But um, I mean, it's it's kind of tough to tell with them, and and they've been a disappointment and. Um, I mean, the Limers are what they are. So yeah. halfway point, I honestly, my eyes are on Momo. My eyes, of course, always on the speeders. You can't ever forget about them. And I just, I just am pulling and I want to see, um, uh, I want to see the, the, um, the Rangers come back here. Uh, but one more thing we, of course, Akanon continues to write in here. He says, uh, um, I like underdogs and storylines and a scoring system that values consistency and actual mate and, and an actual made a medalist win possible. would be so, uh, fucking cool. I don't know why I hesitate to say that. I've used that word in the show before. Not easy, of course, but possible. Um, I mean, all I can say to that is that In the current scoring system, it is possible to get fourth every single event and win. And all I'm saying is, okay, if you can get fourth all 16 events, then I think that's, then I think that's worth some respect. Because that means you have um, medial mastery over 16 different actions. So yes, that's worth respect. And if you got fourth in every single event, all 16 as a team, you probably would win. That would definitely be enough points to win. Because 16 times like the 12 points, if you actually want to do that that number, calculate it, uh, 16 times 12. You're looking at 192, which um, actually is close to usually what a first place team has uh, at the end of a Marble League. Um I mean, what is the winning number? I feel like 192 or like 210 is what we usually see. Yeah, I feel like the 190s is actually a, a, yeah. a winning number, is it not? It's a podium number. I'd have to look at the, the scores from 
Razzie. No, but the Raspberry Racers were crazy in 2019. That's a special case. But my my point being is that overall strong consistency can win if it's very extreme. Where it's not just eight events they got fourth and the rest they kind of stratified the pack. They were really fourth the whole time. All right? But my... But even though my problem with that is that every time you praise the fourth place finisher, you unglorify the first place finisher. And and so I, I why praise the person who's who has medial mastery and not the person the team, then praise the team who has mastery. And I and I my personal thing when it comes to to Marble League is that you want to praise the team that is able to have mastery over five, four, five of the events over the 16. That's where you want to put your praise. Not the team that second bested all the events. That has to be where the praise goes. Yeah. I, it would I be cool, still- but I mean. It shouldn't. We shouldn't change the scoring system to favor fourth place finishers. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's move on to the to the emails because we're kind of running long here. We are running long here. We may have to postpone the the team primary. Uh, anyway, so emails. Um, Alex is cool. Is making um, us a uh, bowling Mr. Waff's bowling alley diorama. So uh, it yeah. looks pretty good so far. We'll show you that when it finally comes out on the uh, so- somewhere. Um, the, the, the links for episodes. <laughs> Got a couple emails. Please uh, email us, mswpodcast at gmail.com. You can say anything, and we'll talk about it here on the show and give you credit for it. But here we go. Block-pushing format for Rich- from Richard Hingley. The top four should have gone again with the top team in the lane that they did the best in and the next team in the lane that did this best in, if not taken by the top seed. Or they should have had each of the teams do their first run and then do their second run instead of doing all their runs simultaneously. What? So, um, oh, he thinks the top four block pushers should have block pushed again. Yeah, like a bracket, a, blo- a bracket style event. I instead. thought that was what it was gonna be. I honestly, what here's my, I honestly have a, like a weird mix of everything here. I would love to see a block pushing format that was um, four four block pushers, and they do they do two pushes or three pushes, and then the best two move on. I think three pushes because then you take the top two pushes. The best, the best two move on, and they just do bracket style like five meter sprint, so that you really get. You really have to. You really stress consistency for the best teams, and you um, still have a lot of data to order the worst teams because you'll still have at least three pushes from the worst teams. So, um, I honestly think that would have been the best way to do that. Um, I don't know why they didn't. They're them. They like to change up the format. Um, yeah, I know. They did four, so every team in each lane at least once, but I think it's very important because every lane can be slightly different, so that's very fair. Um, but some people are still complaining about that. I actually do like the bracket style, though. I think that's a good idea. So Richard kind of contributed that idea. Thank you, Richard. I mean, like, I kind of get the idea of that, but at the same time, the event would have taken even longer. I mean, fair, but I mean... I mean, what's a little bit more Marble League? We like Marble League. Um, 
Are you saying you don't want to watch Marble League? Is that what you're I mean, saying? I you, mean, didn't you complain about mar- about video lengths back in 2019? Yes, I said 20 minutes is your cap. I said I don't want to see 30, 40-minute videos. I'm saying that okay, that wouldn't fair, be good fair, for the fair, channel. Fair. 20 minutes is your big cap. Oh, here we go. S-Man in the live chat. Uh, isn't Marble Guy saying the guy said the video should be too long? Yes, but that's a different topic. I'm looking at 20. I'm looking at 30. No, what, no, what do you mean WAF casually destroying me in every point? You can only destroy me on a point if it actually is factually correct to what I said. I didn't and say he's that. Right. It's been so, it's been a long time, but I'm, I do vaguely remember him saying that the cap should be 20 minutes. Yeah, and well, I actually did, I think I did actually say cap 20 minutes, but my point in that argument was for the channel, the wise thing to do is to not push a video over 20 minutes. Oh, I defended the parts of curling. I'm pretty sure I defended the parts of curling. I'm pretty, I pretty sure did, that's yeah. the point of that. Um, uh, because they broke it into parts instead of doing like a 40-minute hour video. Because that maintains um, interest. No, I think video link does depend on an event. I'm saying you just shouldn't just go over 20 minutes because then it becomes a little bit just just tough on the viewers um actually martino um while you're here cash in on this because this is kind of an old topic what do you think video length should be for jmr do you think there should be a cap do you think they should be longer or shorter in general what do you think um it really depends on the event some are very repetitive so they shouldn't be more than 10 minutes long i think but others are can be 15 minutes, 20 minutes is too long, but 15 minutes is good, I think. Like Magla one videos there about this. This uh, race is not repetitive. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And what, what, about your, what about your thoughts on like, I guess the, uh, the bracket idea for block pushing? Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, in reality, like um, the other sports, like block pushing, where you, your goal is to do the best possible, they're not in bracket style, like um, shot put, disc, etc. You've got an amount of tries and just do your best. So I think block pushing should stay as it is currently. He makes a valid point. Actually, gotcha. that that might be that might be point of the day if we did something crazy like that because that 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 actually kind of does sway me a little bit. Like that is a that is an extremely strong point. The the basis for events of that style is doing your best run, okay? Not and not just overall, just who puts up the best number, um, and that makes sense, okay? So I have to say that that is an extremely valid and possibly swaying argument for not having a bracket block push um, at the very least. So actually, Martino's dude, that's got to be, that's that's a really good point right there. Thank you for that. Um, um, final email. Here we go. Um, Edu uh, writes in, I love Edu, by the way. Anyone know, anyone know that? Edu is just like, without Edu, I think I would end the show. Um, hardest you say hurdles- that about like everything. No, yeah, I know, but Edu's the best. Uh, hardest hurdles, hurdle, hardest hurdles ever. He titles his uh, the his hardest hurdles <laughs> uh, uh, email. Uh, Idu says, 
More of my impressions series. I love his impressions. Hurdles. This iteration sort of throws back to the original event of 2016 with actual jumps. I honestly didn't see the need for this change. I consider it fine. I see it hard to find the flow and speed required for a good run as knocking down any barrier could stop the momentum for the rest of the race proven by a very rare DNF. I think the fact that the DNF is rare is the reason that the new format works, sir. The fact that it's a possibility, but the chances are one in many, many, many runs keeps the validity of the new format. But I understand where you're coming from. It's kind of like you want to you see people finish. You don't want to see the, uh, like a team starting out really, really strong and then just hit a portal and die. But I will say that's, first of all, how general hurdles works. And also, just the way the marbles work and the way it was balanced, a team that starts out really strong and is really fast is probably not going to be the one to hit the hurdles. So just putting that out there. Um, Buck pushing, he says. Each team had four runs, giving more margin for error. I wish they didn't display all the runs of the same group in sequence, which eventually took some of the suspense off. But still, that's true. But still a more polished presentation with a full custom board. Um, I think, I think you make a good point. I think it'd be weird if they really, uh, stagger sequenced it because then it would be kind of confusing, I think as well, but, um, that is true. I, I think I like I... watching each of the, uh, sorry, well, I think I'll watch, like watching each of the four runs together and kind of seeing, okay, um, or Ranger started off badly or Momo started badly. Can they come back in the third run? Can they come back? You know, I just kind of like to see that progression. So I personally uh, still really like block pushing. Hmm. Again, yeah, like, like I really wish I was in a better mood to better uh, judge it and just, but uh, I, 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 at first I thought like Stagger they'd been like, oh, they would have to film it out over, but then I remember like they could literally just film the four races, to, the four runs in one go, and then they could edit it and split them up if they wanted to. So there is a way they could do it that's not as time consuming, but I do agree that with you, Brendan, that like it would also kind of feel awkward if you came back to the same run four times and so. I guess the best way I think for me is really just getting it done in one go. Yeah, that way you can fair see, enough. See the progression. Fair enough. All right. Well, um, that will that will actually bring us towards the end. We were going to do a retrospective, but we went long today because Marble League always gets me talking, always gets us talking, and we just, I mean, it's Marble League, all right. the The other segments that we do, like trivia and and uh, uh, retrospective and. I mean, emails are always tried and true, but the other two segments, those are more for when it's quieter, when we only have a Marbula 1 race, or when we have a single video, or got some SMR, or got nothing at all. That's when those segments really shine and really actually get the attention they deserve because they have time to be spent on. Marble League is hectic, a lot of events come out, and a Marble League is indeed the reason this show exists. I would not have started this show if Marble League wasn't a thing. This is how I, this is how the show began. This is how the show was conceived in my head by watching Marble League in 2019 and being like, you know what? I want to talk about this like a talk radio person. So that's that's the initial cons- conservation. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, but what I was saying is like it was conceived in that idea. I really liked Marble League. And Marble League is so unique and so out there that it really deserves that extra time. So if we miss the the fun segments we usually do because of that, I'm totally, uh, I'm fine with that. It is what it is. Um, uh, the last question I'll address, and then I'll, and then we'll actually outro here, is um, one of our live chatters said, why do you think ML 2021 isn't receiving that much reception compared to previous years? Um, I'll, let us, I'll let all of us actually tune in on this. I'd like to hear Martino's um, words on this as well. 
I'm going to go first on this. Um, the the general problem from this has been a general problem for Marvel Sports, all right? And it's not that it's not getting that much attention. It's just not it's it's not retaining as much as you'd think it should, you know. And and so I I think it's just. And well, obviously the thumbnails are much worse, but that, that that won't affect too much. It'll affect a little bit, but not too much. Um, but I just think it's it's people people watch it and commit for a year uh, or a season and really enjoy it. But then kind of like kind of like any other sport, where like where some seasons you might be more invested than others, you just you just kind of fall away. You just come around next season and you're like, eh, you know what? Um, if I watch event one, then I'm going to want to watch all event 16 and you may just not feel like you have the time for that. You may forget about it. Kind of like, you know, um, and I noticed myself, uh, doing this with other channels that I really enjoy. I go in and out on channels. I go, I'll like watch a channel, like for videos consistently as they release for weeks. And then I'll just kind of fall away from them for months and then come back maybe half a year later, you go in and out on what you prefer. And that's probably happening with Marble League. There's probably some people who are busy when this came out this year or just like, yeah, I don't care as much. It was cool, but eh, whatever. It's, it's not, I didn't get into it this way other people did. And, and it's just, it, it's just in and it's just in and out, um, like that. It's, it, and, um, so I think it's just going to be a mix of all that, especially since we're coming out of the, the COVID thing, or I think we were when we just came out, there's like the variant or whatever, but we're kind of coming out of that tough year where marble sports, of course, is a very positive thing from that tough year, but it was still a thing that became more popular because of the, the isolation of the year. So people trying to get back outside, people trying to take a break from YouTube in general, people trying to get off the screens in general, um, or the other way, people probably just discovered so many new things to do on screens that marble sports may not be their first thought of that so it's it just kind of the direction people are going uh, marble sports may not be the priority for them right now and i just want to remind you when i say this that that marble sports is still really new we're five years in all right baseball and all, all those other sports took freaking decades to become something where um a few million people or eventually tens of millions were like okay i'm gonna invest my life into this seasonally but, um, I mean, you just got to give it time. We got to let marble sports continue for years, build, build, build. And I think, um, you, every year, every year you do get a few more people that are like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a lifelong fan. All right. There's a few more marble guys out there every year. Um, I agree with our live chat, Ken J U, um, people back to work. Novelty has, has dropped from the trending, um, uh, it will have to go viral again to get them more millions and stuff. So, uh, actually I'll defer to Martino here. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, many people were saying that we are locked down. There is no sport on TV. So let's watch Marvel sports. But for the past two weeks, they were the real Olympics. So people were already watching, I think a lot of sport on TV and maybe huh? they didn't think of Marvel sports. Hmm. That's a no, that's point. fair. I think the real Olympics existing does actually take some attention away. That I'm, um, I have to say, it's something I didn't think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, the, the real Olympics was pretty interesting this year. That's a fair point. I haven't actually. I've never been too big on the Olympics, so I've. It, that's just, it's not big. I've 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 just heard that things. I, I've heard mixed things about this Olympics. I don't know. 
But I know that like these these circumstances aren't that great. It's not what anyone would have wanted, you know. But it is what it is, and we kind of kind of kind of have to just deal with it. Gotta roll with it, as Brendan would say. Hey, hey, with the puns, hitting me with the puns here at eleven o'clock, bro. Yeah, I would say that like the thumbnail thing does have a bit more of a do because as we've discussed before, like by changing the art style consistently, it's less recognizable each time because now people because some people just don't subscribe to channels. I I'm I'm also guilty of that. Sometimes I was like. I will see a thumbnail, maybe like, oh, that's that's that channel I've ever watching before. But because our style is constantly changing, it's not immediately obvious to the non-consistent viewers if that's the same channel that they watched a long time ago. That's a t- that's a fair point. All right, well, guys, I think with that being said, we had a long episode, one eighteen. That's like that's like a that's like a long. Oh my god, people come in my room again. Um, but we're gonna have to wrap up here. Um, uh, so, Waf, why don't you take out the show? Martino, hey, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure. You made some really good points today that were uh, really interesting to consider. So, thank you. All right. Yeah, At no least problem. coming on, dude. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, hey, Waf, take us out for the, the show, and we'll see uh, what things lay next time um uh, we come back and uh, listen by the time we come back next time we're gonna be two three more events in we're gonna be really getting towards the end of marble league and um i think uh you know things will start to manifest as far as uh who might really be the winner here and i think momo's got a chance i really do um but i think they need to be careful to get too complacent when you have the likes of the savage Peters and the rangers and the racer really looking at the thank you off take us out Alright, roll on Marvel Sports fans!